Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, my friend? You are listening to the Chillpreneur Podcast, the number one place for rule-breaking entrepreneurs to learn how to build a standout personal brand and a kick-ass business without having to hustle their life away. Get ready to be inspired, have a laugh, meet some extraordinary guests, and of course, get your excitement high with some epic dancepreneur party vibes. Hello, 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 my sweet friend, and welcome back to the Chillpreneur Podcast. Something I've been discussing a lot lately with my community on Instagram, which by the way, by the way, cuz, bro, if you're not following me on Instagram, I really think you should because it's just a really fun place to be, you know? If you want to have some fun, if you want to hang out, if you want to have some chats, definitely, definitely come follow me on Instagram because I've been sharing a lot of thoughts lately and I'm about to go into a particular period of my life where I'm going to be a little more structured in my content. I have some really good intentions around both helping you to build a community, but also helping you to build a business that feels aligned, that feels fun, and that you can take a lot of the stress and guilt and overwhelm out of feeling like you need to hustle. That's my biggest mission at the moment is really helping to abolish this hustle mindset that you have to grind yourself in the ground in order to be successful. And one of the things that I've been discussing a lot is letting go of guilt, letting go of guilt when we're not working, letting go of the pressure that we put on ourselves. I actually think that guilt and pressure are two of the most unproductive things that we can do as entrepreneurs. Because what actually ends up happening is, you know, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to, to work a particular amount or to show up at particular periods of time rather than just thinking about how we want our life and business to look. And even if we do think about how much we want our life and business to look and when we want to work and how often we want to work and all of these different things, what most of us end up doing is actually feeling guilty about not working or stressing about future tasks that have already been allocated a time to be completed. And so something I'm really starting to think about is the mindset behind the chillpreneur philosophy, not just the strategy of being more organized and not putting much pressure on ourselves and having more fun and all of these different things that I speak about a lot, but how can we actually change our mindset and our perspective so that we can lean more into the chillpreneur philosophy and let go of all these unnecessary stresses and pressure that we are ultimately putting on ourselves. And that's why I'm really excited about today's episode because I actually sat down with a friend of mine. We recorded a podcast episode literally a few years ago and both of us have changed our philosophy and our mindset towards business so much. And we had a really, really interesting conversation about how you can actually build your life around, sorry, your business around your life and the things that you need to do to actually enjoy your life more because ultimately that's why most of us do start our businesses. I know for me, I started my business not because I necessarily wanted to make a shit ton of cash, but I started my business because I wanted freedom. Like I used to go to uni and then get the train into the city to go sit in a call center. And then I'd sit with a bunch of people that I didn't like in a, you know, artificially illuminated office with a bunch of fake plants. And yes, we did get to serve wine get to drink wine on Fridays. That was pretty cool. But other than that, it was a very 
fabricated experience of which I didn't enjoy. And I always was saying to myself, like, I have to be able to be in control of my own time. That was the number one thing that I wanted. What I actually then did was when I started my business, I went in the total, total opposite direction and I started being a total rebellion against, or a rebel, uh, rebellion is actually a fight show. I don't know why I just said that, but anyway, I started being a total rebel against organization, system structures and time. It did actually make me less productive. And so what I found is this really, really nice balance between being organized and being structured, but then building my life in building my business in a way that suits the lifestyle that I want to live. But the biggest piece of the puzzle is obviously then letting go of the guilt that it should look any other way. Letting go of the guilt that your friends are working if you're not, or that you're taking Mondays off or that you're not you know, showing up every single second of every single day. So that's what we sat down and spoke about in this episode. And I really, really enjoyed it. So again, this is going to be one where I don't ramble necessarily too much at the beginning because I really just want to jump into the chat, but I will come back and share some of my extra thoughts. I just thought this was a really beautiful conversation to start having, particularly at the time of year that I am releasing this podcast. You know, we are coming to a close of 2021. And it has been a really difficult couple of years. I think pretty much everyone I speak to is dealing with some level of overwhelm or exhaustion or just lack of motivation. Now is the best time to just give yourself a grace period where maybe you don't need to show up as much, but you are starting to think about your business and how you want it to look in the new year. Starting to make plans, starting to do the behind the scenes work for setting yourself up for an extraordinary, extraordinary 2022. I know for me, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to systemize more, but I'm also trying to lean into, like I said, letting go of the guilt and pressure that I don't need in my life when I'm actually just trying to build something that feels good for me. So without further ado, let's do a little dance party because you know you got to move your ass in order to achieve things in life. I actually know that there's a lot of science on this. Like the more that you shake your ass, the more that you'll actually be able to achieve the things that you want in life. So make sure that you, you know, get those shoulders feeling all loose. Stand up if you are not driving. Do a little dance to the music I'm about to play for you. And then let's jump in to chatting to Jess about how to build your business around your life and let go of guilt when you are actually taking a step back and taking some time to just enjoy it. Because I'm going to be super corny here. You know, life, it's flashing before our eyes. I mean, it feels like that for me anyway. Sometimes I feel like, you know, time is speeding up, but it's slowing down. I'm all confused. But the reality is that the only thing that I can do to control my life is to make sure that I'm enjoying each and every single day to the best of my ability. So let's have a little chat about how to do that after this dancepreneur party. My love, my love, welcome, welcome, welcome officially to the Chillpreneur Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to chat. It's so funny as well because we just recorded a podcast episode on Jess's podcast talking all about content. So I'll link that below. Definitely go check that one out as well. But it's so funny when you back-to-back record a podcast episode with someone because you kind of have to like make it out as if you're like speaking for the first time when in reality we've been talking for the past hour together. (laughs) (laughs) And we've, and we've like connected so many times and had so many different chats before as well. So 
I know. I love it. I love it. One thing that came up on the podcast that we just recorded that I just really want to start with because I just almost want to like flow on from that conversation because it was super powerful is we started chatting about this whole concept about showing up authentically or like being yourself online. And, you know, you were specifically asking me some of my advice on how someone can do that, especially when they're experiencing a lot of fear. But you said yourself something really interesting that in the beginning, you know, you were watching people who were maybe a little more extroverted, a little more energetic. And then there was this part of you that thought that was the way that you needed to show up in order to, I'm guess, I'm guessing be successful, right? Mm. When, what was like the main switch? Like, can you talk us through like what actually happened? Like, was it, you said there was something that just ticked in your mind, but if you could take us through that a little bit more, because you obviously have now adopted that it's okay to be a little more soft-spoken, a little more introverted. And, and that's the way that feels more most authentic to you but like talk us through the process of how that transition actually happened yeah so I think a lot of the people that are talking about being authentic online the narrative is like oh everyone told me to be quiet and be the good girl and don't swear and then they're like well I'm effing here and I'm swearing like I can't even swear if I tried like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so I was like oh do I need to start swearing like yeah. everyone's saying be yourself start swearing if you want to I'm like oh, am I like holding myself? And like, I went into like this whole um, self-reflection and it's good to like question yourself. It's like, why is it that I don't swear? Well, I've just never yeah. sweared in my whole life. So yeah. why am I going to start now just to show yeah. up online? Yeah. And so even because I do a lot of speaking events and things as well, and I always tried to get into this mood of like this woo hype girl and like yeah. being louder. And then I realized actually I don't have to be any of those things, but that's what, what I was like seeing online. Yeah. And you probably didn't see the quieter people saying it because it's just, it doesn't even make sense. So I thought, right. And I don't even know what it was, to be honest, but I think it's, you know, what you talk about quite a lot is just getting to know yourself. And Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm, swearing feels really uncomfortable to me. Like, why, why am I going to just swear to be this authentic? You know, everyone's saying be authentic. So I thought, right, I've got to swear. And so to me, I was like, oh, that just feels odd. And then I realized there's actually a lot of power. And I think around that time as well, I actually discovered a book by Susan Cain, which is called Quiet. And it's all about um, being a powerful introvert in a world that can't stop talking. And so it actually models. um, And to be honest, the book was a really hard read for me. It was like really old school written and like I actually didn't finish it, but it it jogged some ideas for me. So um, she was using a lot of examples in history of really powerful introverts and that, you know, you don't have to be super loud and make a big hoo-ha about it. You can just say what you need to say. It makes Mm -hmm. an impact and then, you know, move on. So I think I found the book right after I had that realization because I was like, let me find like some examples. Let me find Mm -hmm. some people that are talking about this to see if I'm on the right track. So I was probably still looking for someone to like, show me this is okay, but it just gave me a bit of inspiration. And then since I've been talking about it more and actually started to reflect on my entire life, like I had friends tell me that, well, friends, parents say, oh, I didn't think you would ever be friends with Jess because she's too quiet or like people had I never got a job when I went for interviews. I was overqualified all the time, but I never got the job because they said, oh, you're probably too quiet. Like we work in an advertising agency, everyone's super loud and you probably would just get too intimidated. And it's like, I was more than confident in my own abilities and I probably could do, you know, I probably wasn't as confident back then, but 
I always thought, right, I have to fit into this loud, like to have friends or to get yeah. a job. And I, I was told this my whole life. So I thought you must be the same for yeah. social media. And it was really empowering. And the more that I get to talk about it now, the more people that I'm attracting and like all of my clients are not necessarily introverts or self-confessed quiet people, but they are quieter. Like yeah. I'm not working with the loudest person in, in the room, you know. Yeah. And that's really interesting because the next question that I wanted to ask you was like, how did your engagement change? Like, again, we spoke about on your podcast, not necessarily always focusing on the numbers. So I'm not saying like, did you get more views or anything like that? Mm. But the quality of the conversations that you started having with people, like when you fully embraced who you were and started showing up in this more authentic to you way, how did the conversation change and how did that actually impact your business? Yeah. So the conversations changed in that I got to talk about things that were relevant to me. Like I didn't have to come on and be like, hey, here's all the tips for being, you know, super confident on stage. I could be like, hey, it's okay. If you are quieter, you can still do these things. And to me, that felt so much more empowering because it aligns with me and I can talk to those people who are maybe where I was as well. And so for me, it's way more fulfilling. And for them, there wasn't really many people talking about it as much. So it's, it's something they come and they're like, Wow, Jess watches reality TV. She she's quiet. She is killing it in business. And that's where I want to be. So for me, it was then attracting the right people that I could connect with on a deeper level because I get it. I get where they're at. And yeah. it just all comes from there. So it really just does start with Being knowing yourself. Yeah. And then did you find that it was actually easier easier to start like creating content and showing up in business because you didn't necessarily have to perform as much? You know, when we're trying to be something that we're not, there's this performative, like, Mm. as I said on yours, like masquerading kind of element, you know, you're an introvert masquerading as an extrovert, but that can be exhausting. Like trying to perform constantly can be very energetically like exhausting. So did you find that for you, it actually helped with consistency and product development and the way that you were showing up because you didn't necessarily have to act as much as just be. Yeah, definitely. Especially when Reels came out, I think, because Reels suddenly became this like acting platform and it's like everyone was acting or doing crazy transitions or like, and they were like, to get viral, you have to do the transitions and the acting and and all of these things. And I've just got now a ton of Reels, me, saying what I want to say to my camera, zero music, nothing, like just put the caption on. And that was my reel because I was like, I want to say this, this is important to me and that's it. And I just keep it super simple. So for me, then that meant that I could create so much more content because I've got a lot to say. I just don't say it super loud. Um, And yeah, it just made the whole process so much easier because I was like, oh, why does this look so awkward? Like this just feels so shit. And then I would still post it and there's like something just feels off about it. Like I was kind of embarrassed because it wasn't who I truly was or, you know, um, and I have different sides of me, like people see me in different elements. Um, But yeah, it's just made it so much easier to just get on. And I think one of my first reels where I was like talking to camera, you were like, Jess, I love this. You're like savage, but sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like dichotomous element to it. You know what I mean? That's something that me and my creative collective are actually exploring a little more. Like there are 
there's this natural tendency for humans to contradict ourselves. And yet that's the thing that everyone is so afraid of doing online. But yet when you fully sink into like the, this is who I am. And one day, maybe I'm going to be a little bit more sassy because I'm in a mood and I've got my period and I want to show up in this way. That's actually what people are more familiar with uh, the highs and lows of the human experience. Mm -hmm. But one thing I think is really interesting as well is that you said, you know what, I'm seeing all of these things and yet I want to do the opposite somewhere. Someone along the lines has to give people permission in order to do that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a part of our, our human consumption or, or, or media production experience for someone to grab a camera, hold it in front of their face and start talking about their day. Mm. And yet somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone tried it. And now vlogging is a very integrated part of the video experience. So it's like, I love what you said, because really you've given every single person listening to this podcast permission to say, if something doesn't feel right, don't do it and try the thing that your intuition is telling you because maybe it picks up and maybe it doesn't. And that's okay. Even if it doesn't, but at least you tried more likely it will, because it's the thing that feels most authentic to you. Yeah. And even so, like, it's funny that you say like everyone it's it, it, like uh, reels did have a very performative element, but so did TikTok originally. Yeah. And the funny thing is now TikTok is actually moved more in the direction of what you're doing. Like, yeah, there's still skits and, and comedic value to a lot of it. But most of what's performing the best on TikTok is people just being like talking to the camera, being raw, being authentic, yeah, wow. themselves, whether that's See, comedy. I have to it's... like delete TikTok because I'd end up there on, on there till like 1am and I would really? just get stuck and then I would get like, it would just mess my whole, so I'm like deleted TikTok, but I might have to go and check that out. <laughs> I think you would really, really thrive on that platform because I actually think that, you know, um, I don't know whether it's like an angsty teenager kind of thing, but just just really raw conversations mm-hmm. are actually performing really, really well on that platform. Maybe everyone's just sick of dancing and, and, and the overly produced stuff, but the very yeah. like, let me just talk to the camera kind of stuff is what I actually see the creators that are growing the fastest are actually doing most of like Victoria wow. Paris, you know, it's just her talking to the camera, vlogging her day, million followers in six months, you know what I mean? So it's like that raw authenticity is actually performing on the platform that's leading growth the most at the moment. Yeah. Wow. One of the other things that I really, really, really wanted to talk to you about, though, in this particular episode, which we had a conversation about on Instagram, is the concept of building your business around your life. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I am super passionate about this. And funnily enough, I've had some other conversations relating to this this morning. It's so weird how (laughs) synchronicities happen, you know, so I like almost feel like I've been set up for this conversation. But, you know, there is so much pressure on the Internet to build certain financial success online or to reach certain numerical goals and you've built a very successful business obviously you had your swimwear business that achieved incredible 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 results but what does it actually mean to you to build a business around your life and how can someone I guess assess whether they're successful without always focusing on these kind of I don't know milestones that everyone's Mm. obsessed with Yeah. Okay. So a few things to unpack here. So I think one part of it is knowing what success means to you. And then the second part of it, we'll get to like how to plan your, your life around your business around your life. But the first thing is really knowing what success means to you. And again, I think people get distracted by what they see online. They see the 6k so they make a goal for six um not 6k six, six figures yeah and then they see a goal of like oh everyone's wanting to make a million I better make a million now yeah. and it's like what is the next monetary step yeah. and yeah. they forget about all the other things like no one wants to be a millionaire they want the symptoms of being a millionaire yeah. so when you decide what those symptoms look like for you for me I just want to go to the beach 
I want to go traveling. I couldn't care about, you know, a Gucci handbag. And I always say this, I'm like, totally fine if you like the designer goods as well. But I'm like, hmm, five grand on a bag or five grand for flights. I would just take the flights and maybe you could have both. But, you know, that's, that's my idea of success. I'm not saying anyone else has to choose that as well. And I realized that I actually need more rest and like more balance and things. And if anyone's into human design, I'm a projector and we're not actually meant to work eight hours a day. <laughs> like yeah. we don't make energy. So um, realizing all of these things about myself, I, in 2019, I had five businesses. Yeah. I had a global wow. swimwear brand with international warehouses that I was running by myself with like one team member, automated the rest. I had a bricks and mortar events venue in Perth I had um, my influencer travel agency where I took influencers all over the world and traveling. And then I was doing my coaching and then I was doing a bit of photography on the side. So I'd had five businesses and I have interest in all of these things. I love fashion. I love events. You know, I loved all these things. But the more that I dug into like my purpose and what really lights me up, I realized that I only started the swimwear brand, to be honest, because I loved Instagram and I love fashion. Yeah, that's it. I didn't love the business. So last year I sold that business, obviously the events venue, I kind of got rid of that. It was giving me anxiety. And then the, the other businesses, I just kind of finished up, you know, I didn't really close or do anything. They're just done. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm focusing on me and my coaching. And even within that, I'm making decisions on what feels good for me. And in the past, I was always someone who did things really, really fast. I yeah. launched my whole swimwear brand with zero clue what I was doing in like seven months, yeah. um, which is crazy. And we put all this crazy pressure on ourselves. Like mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to launch a course this month. And I was like, why? Like, why, why am I doing this? Because now I'm just working 24 seven. I'm not eating right again. I am not sleeping properly. I'm not having fun. And so I've pushed it all the way out to January because I just want to have fun. Yeah. And so we put all this crazy pressure on ourselves. And we adopt other people's ideas of success. And then we end up in this hustle culture. And I think it comes like where this new um, generation, like five years ago, this didn't even really exist. Like I didn't have a clue about coaching. This kind of online business. So we are built in a way from society from like 50 plus years ago to work nine to five. Yeah. And to work until we're 60 and then to retire. But and I'm then enjoy to enjoy that. life when you retire. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. you're on board with this as well, but like let's enjoy life now. Mm-hmm. If I want to go to the beach on a Thursday and, and just say, well, that work is going to get done later, then why not? And even yeah. yesterday, I'd just run a retreat. So I'd had a few days off and I had like an inbox crazy full. Yeah. And yesterday I'd booked in for Pilates in the afternoon. And in the past, I would have said, oh, I've got so much anxiety around all the work and I need to get all the work done. And I probably would have worked all throughout the night. And I said, no, I'm finishing at 3 p.m. I'm going to Pilates and the work can fit around what I want to do. And so it is a real mindset shift in like letting go a little bit for for that. I was going to say just to to interject because this is so powerful, but the thing that I think I am really, really good at like doing it like doing the thing, you know what I mean? Like after we finished this podcast episode, I love the mall. I'm such a mall rat, a shopping center, but I call it mall rats just because of the movie. Um, but I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go to a shopping center because I feel like it's Friday afternoon, whatever. I am like, going shopping too. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's FaceTime. <laughs> um, 
but I'm good at doing the thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Finding the balance, like spending the time. Like I always, I prioritize going to my workouts. I prioritize social Mm. activity. I prioritize spending time away, but I always, always have this underlying sense of guilt. Like Mm. when you started talking about the inbox, like I'm going to literally close my computer after this and I'm going to go to shops because that's what I want to do. I'm also really hungry. So I need to get some lunch. So I'm going to um, go do that. But then I know that there's calls that I need to upload. I know that Mm. there's uh, people that I need to respond to. There's little things. So how do you let go of the guilt associated with like, let's say pending tasks? Yeah. So there's always going to be a little bit of an element because if you didn't care completely, then you probably wouldn't be in business. And I feel like there's, you know, there's not giving a shit and then there's like living your life at at the same time. But obviously we don't want to feel guilty while we're having fun. And one big thing for me, um, and I shared a quote, I just literally made it up on my way home from the beach, but I was like, your to-do list will never be done, but one day your life will be. That just gave me full-blown shivers. That yeah. is powerful. And this idea only came to me because I was at the beach doing the yeah. thing. And I was like, yeah. actually, right now I've got 90 things on my to-do list. Yeah. And I have like a, a lot of productivity things. So I use an app called Todoist and it lets yeah. you schedule tasks for certain days. Yeah, and then cool. that relieves some of the stress because I've actually got 90 things. Yeah. And in the past, here's how my schedule used to run. I would wake up at 6 or 7 a.m get on the computer because I'd have anxiety about all the things. And then I would forget to eat. I wouldn't even shower. I would just be like on the computer because I'm very good at like doing, doing the thing, thing. like business. Um, But my health was suffering. Like I was not having any fun. Then I'd eat lunch at 3 PM and then I'd work till like eight o'clock again because that was my lunchtime. So I've got half a day left Yeah, and then wake up and do it again. And I was like, Oh, maybe next week I'll go to the beach or maybe. And I had a swimwear brand and I probably went to the beach once a year. Wow. And I live in Perth. Yeah, where the beaches are stunning, by the way, for anyone. I was born in Perth and I can attest yes. to the fact that they are the most beautiful beaches in the entire world. Absolutely. Better, forget Bondi. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no. Come go over to here. Perth, go to Dream yes. Bay, see crystal, crystal clear yes. water and white sand. Absolutely. And so it was just a huge realisation. And for me, the weather's been pretty cold, not Melbourne weather cold, but like yeah. the weather's been pretty cold. And I've been to the beach like six times. and it's not even summer and so you're you're giving me your like this conversation sparking something I've lived in this place for two weeks I moved to my new house so that I could be near the beach and guess how many times I've been to the beach once zero zero times I've been to the beach I mean I went for a walk along the beach but I don't know if that actually counts Uh, but yeah it's a little bit (laughs) you've got to just make time for the thing yeah So by having this app that lets me schedule my tasks on certain days my brain then goes that's fine. There's, there's a day for that. Yeah. Whereas in the past I'd be like, Oh, like I need to finish. And there's like this to-do list zero or inbox yeah. zero, like this yeah. craving, um, especially for the overachievers there, you always want to get it to zero, but it will never be zero. But at least by me having them scheduled, to be honest, I have no idea what's scheduled or when yeah. it's scheduled, but my brain goes, Oh, did you forget about this? And my, then my brain says, no, I didn't forget. It's, it's somewhere. I don't know where, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No idea when, but it's there. So that, that relieves a lot for me. So I, I like that app. And then I schedule everything in my um, Google calendar as well. And I schedule in beach time. Yeah. Like I've looked at the weather and I've seen that that next week is going to be great. And I was like, beach, beach, beach. beach. Like, let me just put the beach everywhere. And it's in, Yeah, that's it. You know, I'll do my couple of calls too bad if there's other stuff I've got to do. 
I'm going to the beach and then I'll come back and sort it out. <laughs> yeah. And I really, really love that concept of like life, what, your quote that you said, like your to-do list will never be done, but your life will be. But like, do you, okay. So when you're at the beach specifically, like, is it, do, does the thought pop into your mind? Like you should be working on your to-do list. And if those thoughts into, pop into your mind, like how do you kind of meditate past them? Mm, no, because then I know it's scheduled elsewhere yeah, kind okay. of thing so it is in the schedule um so that's really helpful but I used to have this um guilt around oh I've checked my voxer like I've done I've handled my clients for the day um but then I'm like oh if they see me on stories at the beach will they be like oh mm. she should be replying to me you know 24 yeah. 7 and things so there was an element of letting go of that because I would be like I take every Friday off and just yep. do whatever I'm here yep. on a Friday but then I'm going shopping and going yeah. for a massage and doing what I Same want. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got Fridays off there as well. I'm like, I can't. Yes. Thank you. We're going to be shopping together. So on good. The side of the country. So I implemented that into my calendar to just give me that buffer. Sometimes yeah. I do use it to catch up on work. Yeah. Um, and that's just to relieve my own anxiety around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, if I'm at the beach, I used to think, oh, I can't post this. I'll post it like later at a, an acceptable time. Yeah to be not working, but then I'm like, no, I'm going to be yeah. doing this because I can inspire them yeah. to not have to work all the time. And I'm doing like, I'm supporting them. Yeah. I'm doing it, but I'm like, oh, I should be doing more instead yeah. of being at the beach. But if I don't help myself yeah. first, then I can't help anyone. Other ones. And you know what's so interesting as well, because I guess if you put yourself in your client's shoes, like if you were working with a coach and they'd responded to you, it's not like they've left you for a week and mm. never responded to you. But if you saw that they were at the beach and you've written them a message and they haven't responded yet, I mean, I'm not going to turn around and be like that damn coach, like she should be responding to me again. Maybe if she'd left me for three days, then I'd be like, yes, come on. But if you've done like your daily responding or however you've set the boundary with your clients, mm. however often you say you're going to respond with for me, it's like, I'll respond within 24 hours. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I would never turn around and look at a coach who's done the work that they're supposed to do and then be like, well, you shouldn't be living your life. If yeah. anything, I'd be like, man, that's so inspiring. I should go to the beach as well. Absolutely. But we put this pressure on ourselves. 100%. And so like, I kind of just got out of that mindset as well and just started posting it. Like last week I did my retreat from Thursday till Sunday. And then I spent another two or three days just at the beach, just relaxing, chilling out, decompressing. And like, I didn't do work. I checked yeah. in with my clients on the Monday and Tuesday, but like an hour out of my day to then yeah. go and enjoy it. And they were like, Hey Jess, sorry to bother you. I know you're relaxing, but like, have got a question. Yes. People always say that to me like, Hey, yeah. I'm so sorry. Like I know today's your day off and stuff like that. Like we do, we make up so much pressure mm. that we put on ourselves. And I think it does go back to a lot of that conditioning that you spoke about before. Like I should be working because I went to school from eight till four. I should be working mm. a nine to five. Do you ever get guilt? Cause obviously like being in, in a relationship, like one thing that I struggled with more is like, I guess, yeah, you feel guilty about your clients, but there's also mm. this element of like the people around me that I care about are working, whether that be a yeah. partner, my parents, my friends. And it's yeah. like, I'm making all this money and yet I'm working the least. Like, is there any guilt around the relationships in your life? Yeah, there is actually. That's a really good question because, yeah, like I'm going to the shops to meet up with my auntie and Nana yeah. and then I'm going to a massage after. And then I was like, Oh, I need to make up a reason. Like I've got sore shoulders while I'm getting a massage. And like yeah. this thought popped into my head and I was like, no, like I caught myself, but I was like, why do I have to make an excuse on why I'm getting a massage when I've just had a holiday <laughs> till yeah. Tuesday? And yeah. like, I was like, no, like 
I'm I'm going for a massage because I'm treating myself after my retreat like I need a massage I'm gonna have one you know so there is still these thoughts that pop into my head and like you've just got to catch yourself sometimes I'm like oh I want to send some snapchats to my friends and then I don't because I'm like oh they're working or you know I feel bad but you know, at the end of the day, it's a choice that I made. It wasn't an easy choice, you know, to yeah. make this life. It's not easy. We have to bust through tons of fears. Oh. We have to build ourselves up. We have to work on ourselves, work on our business. Like I've had times where I've hit rock bottom. I've emptied my life savings. I've done all this crazy stuff. And not to say everyone has to go through that, but yeah. it's been a crazy ride. Like I had no money for like two years. Yeah. Um, and now, now I've built this life and this business for myself, but yeah, it's removing that guilt, I think. And the more the people that do it, the more that it, it makes it Expand sound acceptable it and inspires even more people. Yeah, I love that. And I think the biggest thing that I got out of what you were saying then it is it's it's not it's not you're just gonna wake up one day and be like, okay, I don't feel guilty anymore. Like, fuck it, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna live my life. I think it's in every single moment that that guilt pops in your head, doing that process of self-coaching, like yeah. questioning yourself is, is this emotion that I'm going to choose to continue to experience productive or is it completely unnecessary? And these are all the reasons why it's unnecessary. So Mm. just being a little more attentive to your own psychology and slowing down, coaching yourself through these things, it's not going to fully go away. That's what's worked for me as well. Like when I start Mm -hmm. to feel guilty about things, I'm like, does the person really care? Probably not, like 99% of the time. Am I going to sit in guilt festering when I'm not going to do the thing anyway? I'm just going to feel guilty about not doing it. It's not like the guilt is going to make me do the thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And then I'm going to end up doing it later anyway. So yeah. it still ends up with the same result. And so it's like in those moments, like processing and coaching yourself through to the point where you then neurologically wire yourself to experience it less and less. Yeah, definitely. And just catching those thoughts. Cause yeah, I was like, I need to make an excuse. And I just caught that. And I was like, why would I need to make an excuse? I'm getting a massage because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Getting a massage because you want to is literally a vibe. (laughs) That is an influencer vibe. Honestly, babe, thank you so much. This is one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded in a long time because it's really something that I'm not only so passionate about teaching my myself, but then it's also Mm. something that I struggle with most. Mm. So being able to have these very open and vulnerable conversations and learning from other people is so, so incredibly powerful. So I really, really, really want to thank you for sharing all of that with us today, but also like, what else is going on what's going on in your business in your world what are you launching what are you building what's this course that's coming out in january yeah all the things my course is actually called business for life and i love it so <laughs> yeah sustainable business building business around your life what yes so it's literally that like yeah. how can you have success in business but yeah. also have a life like you yeah. don't have to choose so yeah. the course is all about that and i'm really excited but yeah. It's not coming till January now because I'm living my life. I love it. I love (laughs) it. You are the expander of the century. So in the meantime, everyone can come and follow you on Instagram. And obviously you have your podcast as well, which, like I said, we just recorded an episode on. So go and listen to that episode because that was amazing as well. It's called Couch Chats. You can just search Couch Chats by I think just couch chats will do. I'll leave all the links below anyway. Honestly, babe, thank you so much. I'm so happy that we're both going to the shops together, but not really together. Yeah. We're, we're, we're meeting in the metaverse. Sounds good. <laughs> all right, my love. We will see you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks. I'll see ya. How freaking magical was that conversation? In all honesty, like 
Your to-do list will never be done, but one day your life will. Can we just all ponder on that for one second? Like, that is mind-blowing to me. Honestly, I don't think we stop and think about... <laughs> let's get a little morbid here, why don't we? I don't think we stop and think about our mortality enough. I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot, but I don't think we stop to think about how delicate and precious our life actually is. And we should, because we did just go through two years of extreme difficulty of which it did feel, you know, to a certain degree, like our life was kind of ripped out from underneath us or all of the things that we're able to enjoy were really stripped from our experience. And that just shows how fragile our life actually is. And so I think it's more important than ever now to start really reflecting on if we are going to build a business, if we are in a position of privilege to where we can build a business, meaning we have an internet connection and we have skills and opportunity and and resources available to us to build this kind of business, how can we build it in a way that we enjoy? And I know there's so much influence on the internet from business coaches and mentors and leaders that say, do it like this, do it like that, do it like this in order to make the most money and be the most successful. But how often do you actually step back and think about Does actually making more money or doing more work to make more money make me happy? You know, is showing up in this kind of way on the internet the thing that I feel most creative doing? Do I like working with clients in this way? Is this how I want my day to look? You are in control. Like you are 100% in control of the decisions that you make. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. If you don't want to post on Instagram ever, don't. Like, obviously, there's massive growth opportunities in doing things such as reels. But if you fucking hate them, don't do them, you know? And I think such a big part of this conversation that I really appreciated was the concept around what it actually means to show up and be authentically yourself. Because I think a lot of the time, that's where so much of the unnecessary pressure comes from as well. You know, we we have this this masquerading, as I said, performative side of us that makes the work 10 times more exhausting. I don't feel exhausted when I'm hanging out with my friends, but I definitely know that if I'm showing up in a way that is not truly authentic to me, or if I have to perform in any kind of way, if I'm put in some kind of professional setting of which I need to be on versus just be, I get way more exhausted mentally. I think anybody would, right? So Oh my gosh, there was just so many golden nuggets in this this conversation. I, I also just realized that I'm really terrible when it comes to the audio of this podcast. I like overpronounce my P's. I'm going to try to get better. I'm going to try to get better. That's just one of the things that, <laughs> that I took away from the previous uh, live that I did on Instagram where I spoke to Becca about non-monetary business goals. If you haven't watched that one, definitely go check it out. It's on my Instagram. You can find it in the video section. Um, But I spoke to uh, one of my amazing clients, Becca, about non-monetary business goals. And one of the things was skill development. And I just decided that I want to get better at podcasting. So, I mean, that's coming up. But I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I love you so much. Just remember that you are in control of your life to a certain degree. You know what I mean? There's absolutely so much that's outside of our control. But how we structure our business, how we build our business, how we structure our day, all of this is, is, is our choice at the end of the day for the most part. And why would we choose anything that doesn't align with our, you know, the version of us that we want to be? All right. I love you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.